Hello and welcome everyone back to the another episode of Smoking Underground. Today we are talking about palate evolution and we are smoking the uh, Drew Estates Blackened M81 Maduro to the core. Uh, this sucker is dark, deep, and uh, I gotta say it looks like it's got a skin on it, like the tobacco wrap on it is uh, rather nice. And uh, I'm joined today by Gary and John. What's up, fellas? Hola, senor. What's up? We are going to have a good discussion here about how your palate kind of changes, how it shifts uh, from smoking cigars and what you do to the point where you may find yourself on one spectrum, then back to another, then back to another. And a little bit of pairing, I would say. Not, not too much pairing with it, but how different pairings can actually change what you're interested in at the time. And we'll get into more discussion with that in just a bit. Uh, how have you been, Gary? Been lovely. Outstanding. Beautiful as usual. Taking a break from my hand modeling. You know, other than that, I'm fine. I can tell. That's the only kind of modeling you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a great face for radio. So that, that helps. Yeah. Well, I wanted to share with you today, uh, as part of that one stop to the pairing, what I am pairing with this um, blackened M81. Oh, please. Am, yes. Yeah, I'm drinking the uh, Redwood Empire Lost Monarch Blend of Scotch Whiskey. Good looking bottle, too, in case you yeah. y'all can't see it. But yeah, it's a good looking bottle, though. Yeah, it's it's kind of a matte color and all that kind of jazz. It's it's got an old man with uh, trees on the top of his head. And I'd look it up. I think you might like it. A buddy of mine got it for me. It's got a nice, a, a slight sharp, but not too sharp on it. Is it uh, talking about sharp? Is it more? Does it taste more like a rye, if you will, or does it? Uh, no, no. It's no. actually it it tastes like a, a smooth scotch, but not too smooth. And then oh. on the sides of your tongue, it does a. It does like a, a little hook and then releases, but it's still got oh. kind of a caramely flavor to it, which is weird. So it, it's a subtle hint to it. And I think the reason I chose that for the blackened uh, M81 is simply because I wanted something kind of semi-sweet or the hints of sweet with something so dark. Tell us a little bit about this M81 here, Gary. Well, M81 is you know i'm not necessarily a metallica fan i'm just not but i respect i respect the group because uh, i'm a rock and roller I, I i love rock and roll i just do grew up with it you know saying some of it and all that kind of crap i've i've gone mellow since my my older age now so but this particular cigar made by drew estate um and uh in in uh sort of of a collaboration between Jonathan Drew and uh, Rob Dietrich. Um, it's it's in in Rob Dietrich was a master distiller. Uh, so you're looking at a a nice little blend right there of everybody coming together, including the head honcho himself, uh, James Hetfield of Metallica, which uh, put this thing in motion. Here it was a. Uh, is uh, that's his particular cigar. He enjoys smoking a cigar. He enjoys getting all of his buddies together and actually doing a doing doing a nice smoke. And um, yeah, and he come up with the M eighty one, 
And the M81 is, uh, is, is basically the Metallica starting date of, uh, of Metallica and the M being, um, yeah, that's sort of a, if you will, just sort of the first letter of Metallica starting its, uh, its, uh, venture. So, and he wanted to dedicate that. Yeah. So, and he did. So he got, uh, Jonathan drew and, uh, and the rest of the bunch together and made this thing right here. It's, uh, comes in four different sizes and we're looking at uh good looking, good looking stick, dark man. It's got a nice Maduro on it. It's got one of my favorite wrappers on this. It's got a San Andreas wrapper on it. Uh, it's got a, uh, it's got a Connecticut binder, uh, Nicaragua, Pennsylvania, uh, filler on it. And, uh, it's, it's pretty, freaking pretty freaking cool looking hey what do you think of the band dev the band is it's just plain's not the right word it's simplistic mm. and i mean that in a good way not in a bad way because you know me i typically like elaborate bands or or intricate bands but for this one i would say they did it right because they've got a band not only around uh uh you know, the mouthpiece, but also near the tip of it as well. And it's just, it's an embossed with a, a little bit of a logo uh, on it. And then it just has a square that says M81 Maduro to the core. And right. I got to say, using that kind of like copper look for their text on that yeah. part. That's cool, isn't it? It is. It's, it's subtle. It's nice. It's not over the top. And then it's got the typical Drew Estate, you know, bridge symbol and all that on it. And then at the top, the smaller one that actually says the blackened on it, it's got a whole line all the way across the word blackened. And the text is in white. And it's very subtle. And now when you just look at the cigar, which I know you guys can't see it right now, but you just look at the cigar with just the singular thin, you know, it's probably, um, what would you say? That's like uh, three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Something or, like that, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thick. And just the word on it, it's nice. And I'd have to say, I've got two critiques of it from pre and post, okay? Ready. So when I first smoked this thing, it first came out, pulled it out of the humidor, lit the thing up, started smoking it. I didn't enjoy it. Mm. And I was like, why do I not enjoy this? Because I've seen all the marketing for it. They went through it. I've watched reviews of it. All this kind of stuff. And this kind of goes along the same path I'm talking about pairing because I think I was drinking something really harsh at the time, oh. like a really harsh like rye, which I'm not a big fan of rye whiskey. Uh, yeah. And I was drinking something that bit the tongue a little harder than normal. Mm. But I got to tell you, we got these cigars. John gave them out to us. And I've had it sitting in a bag with a, a Bovita pack. And I feel like it's mellowed out a bit to the point where when I first lit this up, I absolutely enjoyed the smell of it. You couldn't really? see me, but my eyes lit up when I, when I lit this thing because it's got such a nice, bold's not the right word because it's not bold. It's Duro. It's like classic Maduro to it. And even if you just dry smell it, you know, you shove it in your nose and you smell it it has bits and hints of sweet that kind of pull through it. I'm going to be right there with you, Devin. When I first saw it, it was like two days after it arrived in the store. And 
I knew none of the background on it or anything, but blackened. And I was going, oh, maybe I wanted something like a Camacho Triple Maduro. Come on. Right. And I smoked it and I despised it. It was horrible. And the ones that we selected, like you said, they've been in the shop now for a month or two. They've been in the humidor. They haven't been outside on the counter on display. They have are right. not just off the UPS truck. They've been in with a Bavita pack because, you know, I give you guys your cigars with a Bavita pack and the little cigars and more Vitola Ziploc bag. And that's, I keep mine separate that way. So I know what we're smoking. And I smoked this, uh, the M81 here, M81. And it was a fabulous cigar. It goes back and we're going to have an episode in a couple of weeks where we're going to discuss humidity and not how to set up your humidifier, not any of that, but on every cigar has a humidity that is where it needs to be. Every cigar at 70 degrees, 70% humidity. No, some cigars need to be a little bit drier. Some need to be a little bit wetter. And this is one that really emphasized that to me. It also emphasized you buy it when it first gets into the shop, but maybe put it in your humidor and let it sit a week or two and acclimate to the climate and get it, you know, uh, the UPS truck is not a good humidor. No, it's not. <laughs> and I would so. say, you know, what's interesting is I'm looking at the actual wrap on the outside and it's, it's to use the lack of a better word, it's bumpy. Like it's, it's textured a bit, uh, which I wasn't expecting. And I think I see a little bit of plume on some sections. I wouldn't say it's a it's it's in plume and it's you know gotten to that point. But I would say to reiterate, John's, it's matured since the time it came out to the point of now to where this is better. Uh, and to go with the pairing with it, I would say you need something smooth. Now I typically like smooth libations, but something smooth with a hint of flavor goes way better than this than something that might bite you. Even though if you like bite in your libation, I think a bite distracts. Hypothetically, Gary likes to drink, uh, you know, Frappuccinos or mocha coffee, so to speak. That might be just fine with something like this because this isn't flavored. The blackened isn't a flavored cigar, but if you pair it with something with a little bit of flavor, you're going to notice the distinct difference, the yin and the yang, the, 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 the complexity on top of each other. Now, Gary, you need to light yours up and stop sniffing it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. I am, aren't I? Yeah. Well, I, I, I stay. Yeah, I, he's, I he's just on, indulging it. I, I'm actually on the other side of the corn. I've never had it before. And I was, you're talking about the wrapper there, Devin. Uh, my education, always expanding. I'm always learning. And I can't remember, and Gary might know the answer. I could Google it here real quick. Guys from Romacraft were on a podcast this weekend and they were talking about a thicker wrapper in deeper veins and how the you gotta you have to have that to add some flavors and add some complexity to the smoke i guess roger that and it's just this does and this this cigar does harken back to it it's a thicker leaf and that's something that the guys from romacraft were talking about that they use a thicker leaf uh, for some, uh, especially there, we smoked at the Neanderthals. Right. That's probably what this cigar reminds me most of is a Neanderthal. It has that sweetness. It has that flavor. 
Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And did you mention when you were talking about the cigar and Metallic and that that Blackened was actually a song on And Justice for All? I forgot to I forgot to add that. I think I was, but I think we got sidetracked a little bit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really would love to play it. Oh, freaking A. We know the rules. I could sing it for you. Yeah, I, go with it, baby. Go with it. Hey, I mean, yeah. hypothetically, you can put in a, uh, you know, maybe a two-second clip just to tease people. I don't know. We probably we probably can get away with it right now, but once we regain all of our popularity and listeners, it might censor the episode. Yeah, that's true. Once we get up above six listeners, it's off, you know, after that. The main the topic for the day is uh, palette evolution. And the reason we wanted to pair the M81 with this topic is simply because it's a trend that I've noticed having introduced a lot of people to cigars lately. Like I'm telling you, in the past like two years, I have brought I, I did a count and I've I've got to do like five or ten people into smoking cigars or coming back to smoking cigars. To me, it's kind of a revolutionary number because I don't think most people do that. But you get into the concept of it. And I know for me and for some of these people I've talked to, when they start out, I typically get them something in the sun-grown, mild range. My go-to is the Hemingway because it's the classic smoke. It's the classic smell to the smoke, the classic look. Everything about it reeks of I smoke cigars. Then everybody starts to branch out on their own and they just are looking for flavor. They're sticking their nose in cigars and they're like, you know what? These Maduros sound good. They smell good. Let's try this. And they latch onto it almost immediately. Almost every single one of them. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dark cigar smoker right now. And I was the same way. I, I probably hit dark cigars for God for a while. And I was like, no, I don't want that. I couldn't even smoke Connecticut anymore because it was there was no flavor to me at all. The palate would switch. It would go, I'd try a, a Connecticut even in the morning before I even tried anything else, and it just didn't fit. I just couldn't enjoy it. Do you ever have that kind of case with you, Gary? Have you, you seen how you went from you know trying to do something light to do something dark, and then can't go back to light? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, now that's that's it was early in my stage. You know, uh, so you, you, you really have to have something, you know, to, to gauge that by. So, I mean, whenever I first started, I dev, uh, I, I got a small story here for you. And that is that I wanted to go, I'm a foodie, you know, I like food. Um, and, and I, there was something in the, uh, effect that I liked a lot of flavor. So what happens, of course, is I dev into a little bit of a, you know, a full flavor type thing. And I, I remember one time I went into the cigar store over here in Mountain Brook uh, when it was there, excluding ours. And I got a CAO Extreme. And a buddy of mine put me on that right there. He said, you need to try that. I said, okay. So I, I got it and I set it up on the counter. And what I did, this guy's particular guy's name was John. And John looked uh, over me before we even knew each other. I was a newbie. And he looked over the counter at me, looked in my eyes, and he says, you've been smoking a while, right? A little, you know, which just lined through my teeth. This is probably my, I don't know, fifth cigar, you know. And I said, yeah, a little. 
he says, uh, and he looked back down at it, looked back up at me, and he says, okay. That's all he said. He rang me up. I went home. And when you're a new smoker, you're wanting all flavor. You're, you, 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 you've got this newfound uh, desire now. You know, it's, it's, man, it's, it's, you got all of that just banging around in your mouth. It's, it's, it's non-caloric. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, all of this and all these flavors just bounce around and you're wanting more and more and more. So I'm sitting here and boy, I'm, I'm taking this thing down and I get about halfway down when I did, I said, you know what? I'm not feeling so good. Uh I ain't feeling that hot at all. I had to literally, I had to literally go back into my bedroom, lay down, and I guess probably around about two and a half hours later, I just said, "Okay, I think I'm good now." That's it. Yeah, because I know there's a uh, there's a trend, not a trend. There's a thing you always tell smokers, especially new ones, is, "Hey, you gonna smoke that Maduro? Yeah, I'm gonna smoke that. Make sure you got something on your stomach." Now. Being a seasoned cigar smoker now, I don't have to because my palate's used to it. Yeah, right. But it's still a precaution you need to take sometimes because. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I would. I would suggest that for everybody. You know, because one of the weirdest feelings that I have, and of course, I'm sure John, you probably had it too, Dev. I'm sure, is that um, is that you hadn't eaten anything, or you're really not sure whether or not you spend that time of between lunch and whatever supper and you want to have a smoke and then all of a sudden you get nauseous and hungry at the same time yeah you know it's a weird feeling you know you're like god i don't feel good but god i would love to man i'd love to eat something right now right i'll tell you a story gary i used to work in a, uh, a hospital in georgia and there was a cigar shop right on the other on the other side not not across the street but like parallel to it and they closed at probably eight, nine o'clock, but he would stay open after hours only for medical uh, personnel, his friends and, you know, police officers and stuff like that. And they would close the front and you go to the back and he had a big lounge back there with a big TV and we'd watch movies. That's where I first saw um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I remember being, golly, it was probably 24, maybe maybe 23 and he set me up with a, a thing of whiskey. I think it was maker's mark and a padrone, like a Maduro padrone. I don't even remember which one it was, but it was dark. And I honestly, I hadn't eaten in like 12 hours. Good Lord. Big, big yeah, mistake. Dang. Very big mistake. I got about halfway through the cigar and about halfway through the movie. I remember sitting back, putting my head back, and when I blinked, everything spun, and I went, this might be a problem. <laughs> and I felt bad because he didn't charge me for the cigar. Mm -hmm. He didn't charge me for the whiskey, nothing, because he knew my job was very stressful. And he's like, here, man, this your, you know, come on in. And that was my first experience of, like, Maduro is not joking with you. It is not, it is not a nice little handshake saying, hey, let's have a good smoke. It's a... You know what you're doing? M Maduro walks right up to you and goes, "Hey, you know what you're doing?" Because um, I don't think you know what you're doing. Maduro Lajero, both of those, right, right there. Yeah, they'll get your attention, but they'll yank you by your short hairs and pull you around. But you know what I find funny on the Maduro talk is uh, Oscuro doesn't do that for me. 
I have found, I, sm I smoked an Escuro the other day and I was telling the people it's in the Maduro family. It's actually classified as darker, but it's sweeter. It's got more flavor notes in every single pull of it. I really enjoyed the stick that I was smoking. It was Tuesday I was smoking that thing and I was just all over it. I was enjoying every single pull of it. Yeah, right. If yeah. that tells you anything. And so to continue with the, the palate, evolution of the palate i couldn't smoke anything but maduro like it had to be dark or i wasn't wasting your time with it uh camacho triple maduro was probably the I Ching of maduro in the past two years that was that is it i found the maduro i want to smoke forever and then it just happened all of a sudden it was like every time i smoked maduro i just wasn't enjoying it as much yeah and I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was, but there was probably Rocky. And he's like, here, try this. And it was just a sun grown. And, and the evolution just, I wouldn't say it sank. It just changed. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Because I was able to taste more notes. I was able to pick out more things. And I guess as you become more adapted to cigar smoke, it's not just a, I got a cigar in my hand and I look cool. It's a, I really enjoy the flavors. Yeah. Let's try a different flavor. Right. You start going for it. And then I kid you not, Gary, it was just another happen chance after a couple of months. Bam. I am smoking Connecticut's and I am picking out flavors that I never could taste before. That's well, amazing, isn't it? Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's nuts. And I know this is going to, this is going to upset uh, Christian Aroa, the, the Connecticut that made me, <laughs> That made me taste flavors were Macanudos. Oh, Macanudos? Yeah. 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 Mac's a good smoke, man. It really is. They've been around for a long time for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 does. That makes a lot of sense right there. And of course, you know, your your favorite, of course, that has a complexity to it all of its own, the the uh, Candela series. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Um, the new uh, Lancero uh, Asylum Ogre. Oh my goodness! You had it. You know, it's funny. It's John. John introduced me to that on Sunday, Did and I smoked it in, in two eighty. And holy macaroon, that was good. That sucker is amazing. Yeah, I've yet to have it, so that's that's cool there. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the complexity of all of this stuff coming about in, in uh, you will, I mean, you're going to hammer out. I mean, at least I did, and I can't speak for John. John, what did you, what was your evolution? What, what did you, what did you go with? I can't remember way, way, way back in the beginning, but when I started wandering in buying from you, I was buying um, Rocky Patel vintage 1999s. Oh, cool. And I was doing them in the, uh, I had a small, really short one that was almost like a bullet. I had to order me a box of them. And after about four months, I just said, give me back my money. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly progressed to, honestly, I went from a smoking vintage 1999s to Camacho Triple Maduros. Oh, good God. That's a that's an evolution. Hey, that's a that's a massive yeah. leap. And that was Camacho Triple Maduro pre Davidoff. Pre Davidoff. The claim it didn't change, but 
it changed. I agree. It it always changes. I agree. I agree totally, wholeheartedly. It does the blend, the generations, all of that stuff. It does. It, it changes. Does. I still have like two uh, the uh, original pre Davidoff triple Maduros, and who knows how they taste. I don't know if they were meant to age or not, but but I went to that, and I uh, that's what I smoked for the longest time, and I was a um, arrogant son of a bitch. <laughs> And I just refused. The evolution of my palate was I wouldn't smoke anything less than twelve dollars. Now, twelve that was twelve dollars in two thousand eight money. And that that was that that's like twenty today, you know. Yeah. That's what I stuck at and stuck at. And I eventually learned to move up and down. And I think what got me out of that is the original Christoph Maduro because when cigars and more started carrying them, they were in the Christoph rough wooden boxes with the tobacco filler and they were oily. The original Christoph Maduro's were oily. They were exactly what I always picture a cigar to be. The current Christoph Maduro's don't seem to have as much oil on the wrapper as they did before or in the, or at least in the past. And there are no Liga. But then, you know, I went from that to probably got into the Christoph Sumatras and eventually branched off from there. Uh, and it probably, while new cigar smokers don't know these things exist, especially in the Birmingham area, there are cigar events with people other than Oscar from GTO. (laughs) (laughs) And while I don't agree with the sales promotion, (laughs) they used to be buy buy three, get one free, buy five, get three free, stuff like that. Laws and that have changed, which make it a little bit more difficult to do things like that. But I would... always that's how i expanded i would come in for those deals and if i came into an event i would not leave with fewer than my five purchased cigars and whatever free ones and that got me trying other things but my palate went from a connecticut to a triple maduro and stayed dark and heavy for a long time and then I start started to slip to like that Sumatra, yeah, a little bit lighter yeah. to me, spicier. Yeah, there you go. And I've come all the way down to uh, Connecticut, uh, Perdomo Habano, Connecticut's uh, Oliva, Connecticut Reserves, things like that. And then I bounce right back up and get stronger stuff. And, you know, I worked my way back down. About two years ago, I was all over Aganosa Leaf, Connecticut. Some good stuff. And I still am, except the old blend. Again, they changed the the wrapper, but didn't change the blend. Well, that new wrapper, whatever glue they're using, changed the whole flavor of the cigar. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not so hot on those. And now I'm getting more into... The, the Neanderthal, the blackened, exactly what we're smoking tonight is about where my palate is, except Sunday when Devin came in and he tried that 
Lancero, the candy can Lancero from Asylum, and I'll be try uh, smoking one of those this weekend. I uh, was smoking because we're going to run out of them, and who knows when the next availability is. I smoked me one of the uh, 56 by 9 Alfonso's, which is on the expensive side. Right. And on the lighter side, just a lot of flavor. And and it got me through the whole shift. It's just like smoking a pissed-off Kristoff for five times <laughs> the money. <laughs> so that's I, I don't know if that answers your question sure. on my how my palate evolved. But I started yeah. it with a Connecticut like everybody else. When I before I moved here and I was in DC, it was buying Monte Cristos and Romeo Juliettas and things like that, which if you come in and see me, unless you specifically ask, I'm probably not gonna show you cigars you can buy just about everywhere. I'm going to show you stuff that's yeah, yeah. a little bit more unique. Right. You didn't come into a cigar shop to buy right. ev- everyday stuff, yeah. there so you to go. speak. There you go. That points a lot to uh, the concept of the evolution of your palate because that seems to be the general trend I see that I've seen with everybody. Starts light, goes super dark, and then pulls yourself down. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Don't ever feel like you're doing something wrong. If you're the if you're in the phase of that evolution to be hooked on Maduro right now, enjoy it. And then a side note yeah. to something we've right. said multiple times on multiple podcasts here is when you go to buy a stick, especially one you haven't tried, buy two. Because you never know. Just like John said, they changed the, the glue or whatever. It's different. So if you found something you like, buy it again. Especially if you go into a shop, you try it, and you're like, I really like that. Before you leave, buy two more. You bought three sticks total because you smoked one. Buy two more. You never know. That might sell out right then and never come back again. For some strange reason, that may be it because everybody likes it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing, too, and, and the reason why, I, and you make a great point, is to, is to buy three and that is especially a, a new smoke in, in some sense. Uh, because if you get a new smoke and you're not really sure about it, it's like you guys reiterated perfectly uh, at the beginning of the cast here. And that is that um, if you get three smokes, you smoke one right away. Okay. And if you don't like it, let it set six weeks. Right. Let it set six weeks. Let it set in your box. Let it set somewhere to where it's going to sweat a little bit, even if you've got a little bovita pack in your in your uh, um, you know in your Ziploc bag. That's fine. And then uh, six weeks, give it another shot. And and the third one, give it about six months, and then give it a you know give it another shot and see what you think because this thing's going to age a little bit. The Connecticut's not so much. Uh, however, some of the uh, some of the thicker stuff on the in the Connecticut's Nicaraguan stuff, like Camacho does, uh, they can you know they can age a little bit on the inside, and they can really soak up to that wrapper. So uh, so yeah, I would give that a chance as well. You know, over time. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's a great point, Dev. Is uh, at least get three smokes if they're new. Get you know get one try it, wait six weeks, try it again, and wait six months after that and see what you think there. Make notes on it, too, you know. Do that. Um, 
But uh, one other thing I wanted to sort of touch on too, and that is that um, I was a, a wise man um, uh, who who actually said who was a doctor uh, who t- who told told us as well as myself said, "Hey, listen, you know, you start smoking all Maduros, your palate's gonna burn right. out. You know, your palate's gonna start taking a hit." Your, your taste buds are going to start getting coated. They're going to start, you know, they're going to start getting hammered. Um, and so you want to just give that a little bit of a rest every once in a while, you know, smoke something different, you know, change it up, go light, you know, and don't always go heavy because if you do, you're really, you're really going to run out of, you know, flavor profiles to where you're going to go. Well, I can't taste a lot of this right here. And you're smoking a chisel Maduro. And you're going, hmm, something's wrong here. I don't know what. Well, change it up and it will. Right, because you're not going to you appreciate know, so. it. If you if you you burn out your taste buds a bit, it's going to take oh, a wow. minute to get them back. I'll be honest oh, with you. Sure uh, that it particular sure doctor is. was mentioning that, you know, you could burn it out to where you couldn't. And I was like, I don't know. Right. I mean, you yeah. got to be going pretty crazy like that. Yeah. But yeah, right. there is some wisdom yeah. to that where it's, it's take it easy. Uh, you'll know when you're doing too much. I mean... I've got a buddy of mine. You saw him uh, Sunday there, John. And he talks about he doesn't even, he can't smoke Maduro's anymore. Not because his, his palate went out, but because of that coating thing. Like he goes, I just feel like things just don't taste right anymore whenever I, whenever I do a Maduro. And he just, and he used to do it just like, just like that other guy. He would smoke them. He loved them to death because I got him back into cigars. And he's like, man, give me that Maduro. Give me that Maduro. And now he won't do it. He won't even touch a Maduro. My cardio hardly won't uh, let me do it, honestly. Yeah, it, it's sort of, you get a you get a thick smile. I almost can't do full-body smokes now because it'll just put me to sleep. I mean, just put me to sleep. I'll end up nodding off halfway through the cigar. Right. And right. just, okay, I'm, I'm done, you know. So, I mean, I literally have to, if I, if I do do them, I, I'd have to smoke half, purge it put it away, smoke the other half on another night and move on. You know. So you guys are seasoned cigar experts, Gary being the most seasoned one here. I want to see, pick your brain a little bit. I want to see if you've got any advice when it comes to, you've got a dark cigar and you kind of want to lighten it up a bit. Not that you can change the actual cigar, but are there any methods that you've learned that will like, tone it down a bit when you're smoking it because the only technique that i know to kind of tone something down is cedar light and then a relight or a purge halfway through but do you have anything that you would recommend anything that you could do to kind of ease it off just a bit to enjoy maduro even more i would do a continual purge in my opinion i would just you know i would I'd be hammering the purge away, you know, I mean, I really would, I would be just, uh, you know, every, I guess probably every, um, I don't know, probably around about every eighth of an inch or so, whatever else purge it. Um, also too, I would start off with a church heel. I wouldn't start off with a Robusto. That's a good point. Um, Toro would be okay, but I would start off with a church heel. The church heel tends to be a little bit smoother. Uh, as you smoke it, of course, it does get a little bit more potent as you go down. But yeah, about every eighth, maybe quarter of an inch, maybe something like that. Purge it, you know, let it go. 
purge it, purge it, get all that, get all the excess uh, uh, oils out from that right there that actually build the cigars that goes down. Get all that stuff out. Gary, what do you think about, um, I just thought of this, and now I don't have any backing for it yet, but what do you think about spearing your cigar? Like if you, if you can't see what I'm doing right now to the listeners, but I got a cigar spear and I'm putting a hole, you know, into it to kind of lighten it up. So it's not so condensed. So it kind of has a little bit more room to breathe. Maybe you think that might actually help a little bit. Oh, without a doubt. I think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Concentrate your punch a little bit there. Concentrate your cut in my opinion. And that is, uh, you know, use a punch if you have to, or a lance cut, you know, if you, if you can just sort of, uh, do a, uh, you know, take you, take you, if you got a pocket knife, just cut, don't, not on a, not on a, a horizontal slap, but more of a vertical, like you were making, uh, almost like a, uh, diaphragm of right, some kind, right. you know? So just, uh, do a cross cut and then smoke it that way, or either do a small punch. You're not getting all that smoke. Uh, on that right there. Also angle your punch a little bit too, to where it hits your palate, not so much your tongue. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And, and make sure you're not puffing it too fast too. Cause you're, you don't want to hot. Oh, without, Oh, Devin, good shot, dude. Nice shot. That is one of the number one rookie mistakes out there. Is it, why is my cigar getting so hot? Um, why is it turning bitter? Why is it burning crooked? You know, uh, and of course, you know, you're, you're, you've got a Churchill that only lasts 40 minutes when it should last you an hour and a half or an hour and 45. Uh, yeah, very, very good point, man. Just take it easy on it, you know? And on the same note of using cedar and slowing down is when you use cedar, you're using basically a soft flame uh, as opposed to the high octane, a higher heat of a butane torch lighter. You, you, you may want to slow down a bit because... Uh, you're talking about your evolution of your palate has gone from light to dark and is toned back down. And you're like, you know what? I really want to enjoy this M81 darkened cigar by Drew Estates. And you want to, you're afraid to try it, so to speak, or you're, you're, you're a little trepidatious. You're a little hesitant to try it out. Well, try, uh, you know, toast the end with your lighter and then get a cedar stick. Hit the stick. Very good. Pull in a soft flame. It's going to be, it's not going to be as hot of a flame. It'll pull back a Very little good. bit. Um, and then take your time with it. So for me, when it comes Very to something good. like that, like you can go, you can go to Churchill. So it's long and it has time. The smoke has time to cool down coming through. Or if you go with a very short version of it, you can take your time with it, you know, and still not eat up a whole buttload of time smoking your cigar. Great, great point. Great point. Yeah, I, th I think that's uh that's that's very valid right there, man. Sure is. I like the way you do that. Yeah, and not only that, man, a soft flame also adds a little bit of mystique to the beginning of the smoke. I've always said it's almost like uh, it's almost like watching a steak sizzle and you're real hungry. You know, it's it's man, if if you just if you look at this thing and you literally take your time, you toast it. And make sure that that darkens that end right there for that way. When you get that thing in your mouth and you're starting to draw on it and you get a good flame off of it, that good flame actually lights the edge of the cigar and literally ha helps you have a, uh, a, uh, even burn on it. 
So, yeah, because every cigar, if lit properly, it's going to burn about a half inch down in the middle. If you're not huffing the thing, if you're not just, if you're not just, you know, four barrels and, and, and all of it in, uh, you're literally enjoying the cigar about, you know, uh, it's, it's normally almost like a, a marquee type shape, uh, burn, you know, uh, on the cigar itself It's pointed at the, at the, uh, on the inside, on the end. And it's also pointed, uh, on the inside as well down about, like I say, about another half inch. Um, and then of course you've got the crown at the top up there. So yeah, just take your time, man. And just enjoy the smoke. That's what, that's what a lot of rookies have a, a hard time because they're wanting all this flavor, all this flavor. And the next thing you know, man, they're burning their lips, yep. their tongue burnt. They're freaking saying, oh my God, this thing sucks. And you know, because it's gotten bitter. Now the oils are just burnt on the inside right. too. I mean, try doing that with your food, Yeah, you know? it's not it's not fun you know so great point there man john you got anything to add no not really i mean yeah the talk of the soft flame and that it just again i like saying that it adds to the mystique of cigar smoking and really emphasizes the Cigars are for relaxing and taking time, and you've got no business smoking a cigar if you're in a rush. Right. Hey, Amen, brother. And, you know, people, oh, I like using a, a torch because it lights easier and quicker. Well, don't scorch your cigar. That's one of the problems. I see people, especially with lighter cigars, you have to be more concerned with it. The lighter or the more mild the cigar is, it seems... They're so much easier to burn. And once you burn it, you've burned it. There's nothing right you're going to do about it. Right on. Uh, it's almost impossible to smoke through right it. A darker cigar, you can get away with it a little bit, but not much. Where, again, I'm not a big soft flame person, but I properly light my cigar with a torch where, you know, the flame's a, a distance away. I'm not right up into the lighter and you know, rolling the cigar and taking a few minutes and doing the toasting procedures and that. Uh, it's that, you know, that can help. You know, Devin asked a while ago about toning down a cigar. I, I don't believe you can. The cigar is the cigar. You live with it the way it is. Well, I can see that. Uh, if, if, you, you, if you light something and it's too strong, it's a decision to power through it or sacrifice it and move on. And that's usually even, even when I'm driving home and I'm going to take, you know, the next hour, hour and a half in the car to have a cigar, I'll take five or 10 minutes to select the cigar. I'm going to smoke to make sure it's going to be correct for that mood, depending on the podcast I'm listening to the music well I'm said. listening to the road. I'm going to be driving. Right, 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 right. Well said. There's so much to this hobby that extends beyond the cigar. Right on. And a lot of it is attitude and lifestyle. Yeah. And the experience. Maybe we'll dive into things that influence cigar smoking beyond the cigar. And I think that's kind of where even the, the palate changes. Um, you know, sometimes 
I couldn't even say. Sometimes if I'm in the mood, say, to listen to Metallica <laughs> on the drive, it's going to be a dark, heavy cigar. But then on the other, you know, then it might be, you know, maybe I want something a little bit, you know, a Sumatra or something that'll be a little bit lively and festive. Uh, and it's just all, all goes back to, and how was the day before it? You know, how was the, you know, six visits and audits that I did prior to getting in that car to try to wind down my day? Uh, like, I had a rough day yesterday. I was telling you guys, it, it wasn't bad. It was great. Excellent food at the end of the day. But my day started, I left the hotel at 7.30 in the morning and I walked in my front door at about 9.45 at night. Is You know, I had to go to a dinner and everything else. And... I tried to go right to bed and, and that didn't work. And, you know, you have to wind down the day. And uh, if it wasn't the weather it was, I probably would have grabbed a cigar and went out on the deck and calmed the day down. I just needed to bring myself down. And that would have been a, probably a like uh, our cigar of the year, the Oliva 135th anniversary. Well, let me ask y'all this right here, uh, because I've got my own way of doing it too. And that is that, uh, what do, what do y'all like as far as a, uh, as far as a day goes, let's just say at the end of the day, you're about to wind down and, and Dev, you, you know, you, you've had your, you've had your, your rock crawling times. Um, and at the end of the day, whether it be a great day or whether it be just a freaking God, I'm glad this thing's over. Which way do y'all lean when it comes to ending the day and what kind of day it is? What do y'all look forward to or what type do you, what type smoke do y'all look forward to? Well, that's kind of what I just said is last night was an, an Oliva, Oliva V 135, not a, Melanio Maduro, not a... Was that a bad day? Was it a good day? Would... It, it was a stress... It was just a stressful day, and I needed to relax. On the flip side, uh, sometimes, I've said it before in this show, uh, the Camacho Triple Maduro is a good day to wind down, okay. or a good cigar to wind down the day. Okay. So you don't care so as long as you have something just to wind down the day then, right? It just, it's just about like everything else in my life. It really depends on the situation, that's, and, you know, exactly my, what I want. Yeah, I mean, that, today I'm drinking, that's, that's my question. I'm drinking water. Last week I drank one of my Spike Mountain Dews. The week before I drank a non-alcoholic IPA. It's just whatever I'm in the mood for. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that comes home and always sits down with his Budweiser and his Marlboro and, you know, watches the news. Okay. So you really don't give a rip. It's just, you know, what kind of mood you're in at that particular time then, right? What looks so, good. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well, gotcha. How about you? Dad? Well, I, I tend to lean towards end of the day, stressful. I kind of go to my tried and true. I'm not, it's pretty rare where I'm like, you know what? Let's try something new. I want something that, I know I enjoy. I've proven it. Right, right. And my go-to is usually Padron or the Aroa 20. Yeah. Because okay. specifically the Aroa 20, which I've been I've been hitting like nobody's business as of late. 
I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's always good every time I have it. And if my day is just giving me hell, or if it's a good day, I'll be honest with you. Like it, it's the extremes of the emotions. It's I want something. I'm going to sit back and go, ah, and that's the cigar you want to find, in my opinion, for that end of the day cigar. It's something that you don't have to think about. You can pick the, the libation of your choice and you can pick a cigar that will stand the test of time in your palate that you know you're going to like. You're not going to have to be challenged. You're yeah. not going to have to be, you know, put to Very the good. test. It's like okay, that. whatever. Like what, what John and I were talking about is like the first time we tried the blackened and we didn't enjoy it. If yeah. I came home from a hard day, even an easy day, the time I'm going to spend to smoke, I'm only going to spend the time to smoke one cigar, not at the cigar shop where I've got maybe time to smoke two or, you know, sure. things like that. So if I were to pick that blackened the first time when I didn't enjoy it and I got to that cigar and I'm like, man, what a waste. Like, Ooh. you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I don't want to waste Ooh. my time. Not to say that when you pick a cigar that you don't necessarily like or you're testing out is a waste of time because it's usually not. But when you're talking like what John was saying, it's the end of the day. It's let's pick something that's going to fit you, that you're going to love. And you know what that is. If you've been smoking cigars longer than a year, you know what that is already. You don't have to guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's the yeah. kind of the avenue you're leaning towards is something like that. Mm. And I got to say this blackened M81 right now, I'm, I'm about halfway, a little bit, maybe a little bit over halfway it strangely lightened up for me in a way I wasn't expecting. And yeah, so it's mellowed off for you a little bit, huh? It has. And it's mellowed off to the point where I'm looking at the cigar and I'm thinking, okay, maybe this could be an end of the day cigar, but not like the end, of, end, end, end of the day. Like it's dark and I'm going to be going to bed right after you need to take the time to enjoy the beginning, which is going to be harsher and, very flavorful because Maduro kind of flavorful and then mellows out by the, by the middle. And then by the time you get to the middle, you're near the end of the night of your cigar time. So like I said, I think that question's a great question because it's a psychological question and it has to do with our topic of the evolution of the cigar or of your palate, I should say, because you know, What's going to hit that? Yes. End of the day, I, I had a great day or I had a bad day. And this is the end cap that's going to take the edge off or put a nice yeah. note, a nice crescendo right. to the end of your day. Yeah. And nice. that's where you're getting into it. Because if you're at a cigar shop, that's not necessarily the end of your day because you still got to drive home. So... When you're at the cigar shop on the alternative to that, you're more likely to experiment a little bit more. You're more likely to drink a libation that's a little harsher that that's you're, what I'm looking you're for. not quite fond of. Like uh, I think it's like the, the libation bullet. I like bullet, but bullet is not something I have in my house because it's not something I would drink. Like, yeah, let's go have a bullet. Let's go have the bullet whiskey. No, but this this Redwood Empire, the Lost Monarch, this is, I'm telling you, I, I keep sipping on it. And I'm just getting that nice caramel note. And I'm going, this is 
perfect for my palate. And it is going great with this cigar. Now, if I had done the same exact procedure, John and Gary, a year ago, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't have been the same. I wouldn't have enjoyed the Maduro as much as I would. Even if this Maduro, in the same condition, like we let it sit and it was okay, and it's even better now than it was the very first time, it wouldn't have been the same yeah. because the evolution of my palate was still on the darker range. So I gotcha. would be pulling and pulling and pulling, which goes back to that concept of what you were talking about. You're pulling too hard. You're hot boxing the cigar. It's getting rough. It's burning and charred and stuff like that because you're just trying to get flavor after flavor after flavor. You Maduro, despite all the flavors into it, and I know you're really enjoying it, in my opinion, Maduros are meant to be slower than every other flavor of cigar, even Oscuro. That's a great point, dude. Good Lord, you laid that out like a map. I mean, Good God. it yeah. just is. It's just meant to be done slower because the complexity of the flavor you're getting. It makes me think of a bell curve. Like Very good. Normal cigars are a normal kind of like roadmap that kind of slopes up gently and slopes down and slopes up and slopes down. A Maduro is going to start usually at the top. Or if it doesn't start at the top, it'll start at the bottom and go right to the top and stay there for a minute. And that's when people are pulling on it and pulling on it because they want it to stay at the top of that bell curve for as long as possible. And we're trying, we're, we're what we're trying to say to you is. You don't want it to stay at the top of that curve. Enjoy it for the top oh. and enjoy the roller coaster down because that's what it's going to get to, especially with this blackened uh, Maduro M81. Midway through, this thing is toning out to be like mellow, like not even as dark as it was. Now, that could be the concept of my palate even more adjusting to it as I've been smoking it. But overall, this thing is... It's really nice, and people with young palates may not be able to appreciate it as much. So don't discount it immediately. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, and, I, and I, I'll I'll uh, I'll say this to sort of sort of dovetail that, and that is that that's one of the main reasons why I really enjoy a good San Andreas. Is the San Andreas to me, and in all of my experience, I've had the San Andreas. The San Andreas does not get it doesn't get. Um, overly boastful towards uh, the middle or the end. It doesn't change a whole lot of flavor profile. Uh, and it, it, it almost keeps its own flavor all the way through it. We're Connecticut and Broadleaf and uh, Nicaraguan and um, uh, even Ecuadorian Maduros. You're looking at, you're looking at something that has a, a flavor change as it goes down and depending on the thickness of the wrapper, right. you're really looking at maybe just a, a another gear that you're going to be set in, and and I, I I have to you know that's that's again that's one of the main reasons why I thoroughly enjoy a, a a good San Andreas is because it don't change a whole lot of flavor it just don't, and I really enjoy that right there as it stays stays you know consistent all the way down it lets the filler do the do the uh, do the talking if you will you know and uh and that's kind of nice and i i like that that was man you you put that right on the uh right on the right on the pin buddy you really did on, on a secondary note of, of you're talking about consistent all the way through my general gauge of high dollar cigars you know 25 and up that's generally what i'm looking for is 
you're talking Davidoffs and stuff like that, that the flavor is consistent from beginning, not necessarily all the way to the end, but for majority of it, for right, like right. four fifths of it. Okay. It is consistent all the way through. Uh, that's not Agreed. to say that you can't have high dollar ones that change throughout the smoking process, yeah. but it's a good litmus test right. of a super high dollar one. And yeah, you're going to find strangely enough in your evolution of your palate and the ability to pick out flavors, you're going to find lower in pricing pricing, mind you, not lower in quality, but lower in pricing cigars. Some of them will have that same thread and you're going, why are they charging so little for this? This is not bad at all. It's got that same, it's got that same temperament as this $25 one. And, you may find yourself questioning why is this $25 one or even this $100 one tastes incredibly similar to this $10 one. And that's something you're going to have to discover for yourself, read up on the cigar and things like that. And you, you're going to develop your palate to decide what you want. Now, for me personally, I've smoked a hundred dollar cigar and I didn't get it. Like I was like, this isn't worth a hundred dollars. That's not, mm. it's not worth it. But I will, I will, re, I'll go back on that statement in that I need to try another one. Cause I only had one cause it's a hundred dollar stick. So one day if I got enough money to purchase multiple hundred dollar sticks, <laughs> I'd like to be able to try yeah. that. Now that's a PSA to all the manufacturers out there. If you want us to sell them, not just one stick. One stick's a good idea. I do recommend that. I do recommend that, you know, if the Xeno Platinum, if they want me to really sell that thing, I need to be able to try it. And, brother, I'm not going to be able to afford, uh, you know, a $100 stick just to try it out. You know, that's just not something I'm going to do right off the bat. Yeah, agreed. Agreed there. That's, that's a, that's, man, again, you nailed it pretty much. Uh, yeah, you put the bricks in place on that one, brother. We appreciate everybody being here today. Remember, uh, smokingunderground.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you email John and tell him how amazing his voice is or how annoying his voice is. Either way, <laughs> works for John. He likes both levels of critique. You can't really say that about Gary because, you know, he's got that nice, you know, old school country gravelly voice. But Make sure you, you hit the follow button and do us a favor. The biggest thing you can do for us, and I'm doing hand signals right now. Nobody can see it. It's, I'm just talking with my hands, and I'm not even Italian, <laughs> is share it with somebody. You know, you're, you're sitting there smoking a cigar, hypothetically, and you're in the lounge. You're listening to the cigar podcast, and you're like, you know what? I wonder if this guy in front of me's heard of it. Hey, man, I'm listening to this uh, cigar podcast right now. You really should check them out. Pull it up on your phone. Show it to them. Right on your podcast app. Show them the logo. Show them all that and go, they're talking about this, that, and the other. Yeah. And it's really intriguing. Like, if you, whatever you, however level of interest you find it, let them know. And go, yeah. you should check this out, man. It's not bad. That little touch there you go. is the little thing we need to help us go. I mean... We're going to keep doing this regardless of all that, but I'm going to tell you, y'all support, y'all's listening. We see the downloads and we appreciate it. We, we appreciate every single bit of it. John actually laid it out Big for time. me on Sunday. He was showing me yeah. stuff 
on his uh, analyzation, right. his, his analytics nice. app. And I was like, really? Okay. He got some, what was that, like Australia or something like that? Like one download from Australia or something? I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised. Yeah, we're international. We've got Australia, Germany. Um, Sweet. I did want to say a quick note. I had a gentleman come into the shop and talk about the podcast, and he asked what he could do for us. And I said, best thing. And honestly, what Devin said, best thing you can do is tell a friend. Please. But if you want to do a little bit more, there's now a little picture of a cup of coffee on the website. You can click that and just buy us a cup of coffee. Not that hard. No subscriptions or anything, but you can you can ship in a coffee. And that, that'll get divided up among us. Right. Absolutely. And we'll buy a cup of coffee with it. What do you think? <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, you got that right. I will. So I'll just I'll just do a quick little shout out there to Bill. So thank you for mentioning the I tell podcast. You, hey Bill. Hey Bill. I tell you, John. See, I and Bill, see, I told Gary you came in. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. I think we've gotten through the the, the evolution of the palate. I really think you need to stop as a smoker and think about it. What phase are you in right now? Where are you straight Maduro right now? Have you moved into Sun Grown? Are you enjoying Connecticut's? Congrats to James uh, Hatfield on his uh, on his smoke. Uh, he did good. I think he did. He did good. Oh, well, with that being said, thank you, Gary. Thank you, John. Thank y'all. And uh, we'll see you on the next exciting adventure of Smoking Underground. Da-da. Later. Later.